Welcome back to the Movies Underground. This week, we watched Dracula Untold. It's a 2014 retelling of the Vlad the Impaler story. Google's synopsis for this movie is a 15th century Transylvanian, uh, Vlad III, is known as a just ruler. With his beloved wife, Vlad has brokered a prolonged period of peace and ensured that his people are protected, especially from the Ottoman Empire. However, when the Sultan demands 1,000 of the country's boys, including Vlad's son, for his army, Vlad makes a deal with a monster that will enable him to defeat the Turks, but cost him his humanity. Yeah, a vampire. He turns into a vampire. Uh, that should not have been a spoiler, just based upon the movie poster or the title of this movie. So let's go join Laurie in the theater and hear what we thought about this. If you stick around to the end, we'll let you know what movie we're going to watch next week. So full spoilers ahead. Let's dive right in. All right, so Dracula Untold. I did a little homework here. Oh, man. Wait for it. <laughs> so this was 2014. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of it before a couple of weeks, you know, maybe a week or so ago when I was flipping through looking for a horror film. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's and funny, I was looking... you always recognize that Dracula Untold poster, though, don't you? Because I, I know I've seen it a hundred times, but... No, I had never seen this. I had never knew that... I never knew this movie existed. Wow. Well, <clears> I, I mean, I didn't nope. really either. I didn't know anything about it. But that poster, I know I've seen it over the years, and it just totally flew it's under cool. my radar. It's cool. Um, So, hour and 32 minutes, not bad. Yeah. PG-13 for adult content and violence. You know, and I was going to say, I was looking for a horror movie because I'm very disappointed in <laughs> horror movies these days. They're just not scary. And I came across this and, and thought it was interesting, but is it really horror? I don't know. I'm that, on the fence about that. We'll talk. That was going to be one of my questions for you was like, this is obviously now, Dracula. Mm-hmm. I don't consider this horror. I, I didn't really either. And like, so at first when it like really opens up, I thought, oh, this is going to be like the true, like historical version of Dracula. And then mm. it kind of like breaks into, okay, no, it's, it's got the vampire element to it. It's like, I yep. at first thought it was going to be like down to earth, no, no uh, supernatural abilities. But once that happened, I was like, but it's really not a horror movie. I don't classify it as horror. No. It, I mean, it had all the horror elements to it, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. It sure did. It had, like you said, the vampire, the the Dirk cave and all that. You know, the, um, the only two names that I recognized in this were... So, Prince Vlad is Luke Evans. And I don't know a lot of his stuff, but I, I've heard his name. Um, and then the... Um, the Sultan, Dominic Cooper, I've seen him in a couple of things. But otherwise, um, even the director, Gary Shore. Yep. I, I had never heard of Gary Shore either. Me neither. Yeah. Um, Where have yeah. you seen Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper I saw in, uh, he played it in Preacher. Okay. Which was a comic book that I read maybe 15 years ago. And then they made it into a TV series not too long ago, a couple of years ago. 
Oh. And he he has um, this guy, this preacher who has I, he obtains the power of God. Huh. Mm-hmm. And he and he's a little bit of a bleep hole. <laughs> I did it for you. Thanks. <laughs> one, one less bleep to add. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only one that I was really excited to see. Um, was Charles Dance. Um, and in the credits, they, they make him the master vampire. Yes. That's what they called the, the dude in the cave yes. right in the beginning, the master vampire. But uh, yeah, it, and I didn't really know his name before then. Charles Charles Dance was really yes. just um, Game of Thrones to me. But man, is he a Oh, fan- right. Yeah. He's a fantastic He's, He villain. was the father, right? Yes. He was the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The father of the guest. Tyrion's father, yeah. I I forgot all about that. And it's funny because I didn't really, like, I kind of recognized him at the end when you saw his human face. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know that guy because he's (laughs) a little bit uh, Michael Caine-ish looks-wise. A little bit, yeah. Um, So I'm like, I remember, but I couldn't place him. But yeah, he was, yeah, Tyrion's father. Master vampire. He was great in that role. I mean- I will give him he's great in every role, including yeah. he was in The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger and arguably one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's worst movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles Dance was the best thing about that movie. <laughs> More so than yeah. Arnold himself. Right. He was oh, just geez. he was a great villain and like he plays a villain in yeah. almost everything I know him as. I'd love to see him in something like Down to Earth, like modern role. Um just to see if he like has that same like brilliance to me, or yeah. if, he, if if it's just the the villainy. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's true. Some people can only be a villain yeah. or a good guy, you know. Yeah, and Luke Evans. I was really only familiar with Luke Evans from a movie we did not too long ago, um, Magical Matorium. Help me out here, and the Wonder Women. What was the guy's name? Oh, he was in that. He was the Mr. Mr. Megorium, or what was the name of that movie? Um, Professor Prof- Marston and the Wonder Woman. That's the one. And he was he, Professor Marston? He's Professor Marston. <gasps> I did not even put that together, but now that I think about it, yeah. You know what it is? The abs. <laughs> I guess so. Like, and, and, and you're exactly right. I feel like he had a bigger physical presence like it didn't even occur to me that this was the same guy he seemed like a bigger person in this movie yeah that's funny yep. maybe it was the hair i don't know oh or the hair <laughs> or the hair or the you know the what's funny blood yeah or what? that too <laughs> so there's a couple of things that you know now that you put charles dance into game of thrones mm-hmm. there were a couple of things that reminded me like you know how in the beginning his his son starts narrating, you know, we're we're in 1442. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how he was, Vlad was taken as a boy to fight in an army. That reminded me of Game of Thrones. What was the name of that army? I forget. Oh. You know. No, which army? The one in Game of Thrones? The one the, ga- the, the one in Game of Thrones that uh talking about the one that Khaleesi liberated from the guy that army that she oh. purchased that, you know, they're taken as young boys and Grey they're just- Grey Worm. Grey yes, Worm's Grey army. Worm. Yes, Grey Worm. Thank you. 
Grey Worm's army. Oh, we're going to get so much flack for this. I I used to be so up on Game of Thrones, but I guess it's been a few years. And after that last season, like I tried to tune it out from my mind, apparently. (laughs) You know, and it's so funny because I loved it so much. I'm I'm trying to reconcile with myself right now that I don't remember these names. (laughs) (laughs) I I at least got Grey Worm. You did, Grey Worm. The Unsullied. Mm. Oh, the Unsullied. unsullied. That's what it was. Got it. The Unsullied. So that's what that reminded me of. So that's two references between the two. But you know what? That's funny. You know what else kind of got a little weird for me? I don't know Mm. if if you looked up Charles Dance's um, IMDb page. I didn't. He was also the vampire in Underworld. Oh, you know, I, I haven't really seen all of the Underworlds. I've seen bits and pieces of most of them, but I haven't. I didn't either, honestly, yes. except I looked it up. Um, his IMDP page does show him as in Underworld. He was that like main vampire there, too. I just think it's weird when you play like the same type of role, not like the genre of character, but like you played in a vampire like a leading vampire, like an elder right. vampire in two separate franchises. And I almost wonder like what their decision making as an actor was for that, because you don't want to get typecast into a certain role, which he kind of has in the villain. But I mean, the villain is broad enough where you need a villain in almost every movie. Yeah, but you know what? Not knowing his role in these others, now that I'm looking at his filmography... <laughs> He's got a lot of different types of films in here that Doesn't? I just maybe just never. Yeah. So but I see what you mean. We're going to have to we're going to have to scratch the surface. In Ghostbusters. Yeah, we are. Wait, which one? Oh, 2016. <laughs> 2016. Oh, well, that that explains it. OK. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That was a good movie. He was in that. Wow. Yeah, he was in The Witcher. I think we're going to have to circle back. And pull one off of his IMDb. I am. Why am I having such a hard time with IMDb? We're going to have to circle back and pull one off his IMDb page and do definitely do like a non villain movie review of his. Yes. See how he holds up. Yeah. To be continued. We'll get back to to you. Charles Dance. (laughs) Charles Dance. Yeah. So Vlad the Impaler, son of the dragon. I did. I never. So I actually didn't look this up. I meant to. Does Dracula really mean that, or just in the context of this movie? Yeah, and I was actually going to lean on you a little bit for this episode because you are the the horror guru, and I know this yeah. wasn't the horror, but I, I feel like the legend behind these would still hold true, especially this this. Um, telling of dracula i feel like they really held true to the historical value of it and i was kind of curious is this truly how it happened and i mean right off the bat the beginning of this film was going over how he became vlad the the impaler and i was confused right right off the bat thinking are we going to do like a flashback like how we got to this point and then it like moved on like he's just this perfect lovable like family guy so i'm like yes so he's not vlad the impaler yet right that's that's coming down but then they kept referencing back to you used to be vlad the impaler i'm like but he's so friendly and family oriented like i was confused where we fell when the story began versus what they showed you right in the beginning with the thousand corpses up on pikes well i gotta tell you 
I watched this movie twice, and I'm glad I did, mm-hmm. because I remember thinking after I watched the first time, I'm like, but wait a minute, there were some plot holes for me. <laughs> like, what? But then, when I watched it the second time, some of those things I realized I maybe just didn't pay close enough attention or just didn't pick up on it. I'm like, oh. They re- like, at first time around, I'm like, well, why is he... You know, they said he came back to rule in peace. You know, did they ever say he was royalty? And then I figured out, yeah, he was royalty. They they get to that, that it's like intertwined that he, it, you know, his father was, I guess, the king. Mm-hmm. But they again, they call him prince. Why not king? His father is obviously not around anymore. But anyway. Right. He was, Good you catch. know, he was really, he was Dracula before he was Dracula because that, that meant son of the dragon and... They kept, you know, drilling down. It meant protector of the innocent. And according to Google, that really is what it means. Uh, Dracul means the devil, but it is derived from dragon. Really? Okay. Yeah. So the writers really were trying to do their homework, at least. Yeah. So his son goes on to say he was sickened by what he'd done. Because like you said, he became Vlad the Impaler. In his days in that Turkish army, mm-hmm. where he was forced. He was just really damn good at it. <laughs> yeah. Sickened by what he had done, he returned to Transylvania to rule in peace. Um, so, yeah, I like the way they gave us his backstory by the, the little kid narrating it. And I think they gave us just enough, like even with those fighting scenes, you know, um, to understand where we are with him now Mm -hmm. like you said he goes home and he's this great family man and awesome person and i i love it yeah yeah maybe a little bit of a miscast there for me because like he's too wholesome that i was like i have a hard time picturing him as vlad the impaler like he's just too friendly you know like and and that's no fault of him as an actor i mean maybe it's just his face is just too friendly i don't know Well, maybe that's the reason why, you know, he's probably one of the only ones who ever left that army. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he he left that life because he is such a good guy. (laughs) And he realized that he was murdering innocent millions. And millions to come. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But we'll get there. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so I... I still liked him as the the main character, but I like, did too. I could have used a grittier like lead cast. Like who? Who are you thinking? Ooh, oh man! Like even the guy that plays Bones, he he is a little grittier. He's still very friendly. Angel, Angel, yeah, yeah, but he can be a little more um, disconcerting. He can be, especially when he turns into Angelus. I don't know who that is. He, that's the the vampire side of Angel. Oh, oh, and he was a vampire too. So there you mm-hmm. go. So I think he he could have been a pretty good fit for this role. But I could see that. Can't picture him with long hair as much. And speaking of hair, when we first entered the cave with the Master Dracula, what was mm-hmm. on his head? Was <laughs> was that his hair, oh. or was he wearing like a leather bonnet? I couldn't tell. I thought he had a hood on. I don't know a leather bonnet. I don't remember now. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, his face was so pale white and it was so 
black shadows. I'm like, did they give him? I I didn't know who it was at this at this point watching the movie. Oh yeah. And I'm like, did they just give him like pin straight black hair like he was in like oh Metallica and like? Oh so my I kept, god. <laughs> I kept trying to look like what kind of hairstyle did they give this That's guy? Funny. I think I thought he just had like a cloak on, like a like almost like a like a monk's hood. No, but it was it was much tighter around his scalp, so it made me think it was like a black, you know what? You're black right. bonnet or something. But a bonnet. <laughs> I mean, oh, what? I was gonna say. Well, first of all, I was gonna say before, and I'll forget if I don't say it now. How you were talking about? It's hard to picture him with long hair. Yeah, we were talking about what's his name? David Boreanaz is his name, by the way. David Boreanaz. Um, when he played Angel, when he played Angel, and they did flashbacks to like when he first became a vampire, he actually had the same hair that Vlad had in this movie, like that long. Oh, really? One length. Yeah, it's so funny <laughs> that you said that. <laughs> he had the same hairstyle. <laughs> kind of that nineteen seventies <laughs> hairstyle. Oh God. I guess it yeah. fit good enough for fourteen hundreds or whatever this was. Exactly. Yes, it was. <laughs> Ah, so they they go into the cave to see what's on Broken Tooth Mountain. And, you know, you keep seeing these ominous signs of the three claws. You know, the three claws always means the three. Slashes. That's, uh, in the paranormal world, when people get scratched or you see something like in threes, they say it's um, evil mocking the Holy Trinity. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's why they do it in threes. So you keep seeing that on, like, metal and the helmet and all that. There you go. You learn something new every day. I did not yeah. know that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The, there was a few parts in the cave that kind of confused me. And and they kind of touched upon them. But I don't know if it was just, like, really vague in the script or if, like, I just missed them trying to look at what kind of hairstyle this guy had. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, who he was, for one, because... Like, again, in my confusion right off the bat, I'm thinking, like, we're starting off at a different point in this this storyline. You're like, we're before Vlad, are we after Vlad the Impaler? Um, Like, I thought, this guy is actually Dracula, you know, the guy in the cave. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they call him the Master Vampire. And I'm confused where he got his powers, you know, like, from being the Master Vampire. And and they allude to it a little bit, saying that Mm -hmm. he was tricked into it but they said well yeah okay i have something to say about that so when the monk is explaining this yep i feel like on the second go around it was more foreshadowing how this master vampire would trick vlad into becoming dracula and then the master vampire says he was betrayed somebody betrayed him and put him in there so i i don't know I don't know. At first, I thought, you know, the monk was was telling Vlad about how this happened and made him. Mm -hmm. But on the second go around, I felt like it was this is what is going to happen. You're going to be you're going to think he's going to trick you into thinking it's you're going to save your family and your land. But this is what really you're going to become. So even on the second go around, it wasn't like extremely clear. It wasn't something I missed because whoever he said tricked him. And they kind of made it seem like it was a deal with the devil that went wrong. So the devil maybe tricked him into staying in this cave. But then the second point that I was confused on, right, is they were finding dead bodies, you know, in that river 
when we first open the movie. Yet he can't leave the cave or can he only leave the cave when it's, you know, nighttime? So I think they only found the helmet in the river. And he said it was washed downstream and it came from that mountain, right? Right. However, I had the same questions like, if he's a vampire, why can't he come out at night, first of all? Mm -hmm. I mean, Vlad was able to move the clouds to block out the sun to be able to go out in the day. Mm -hmm. You You can't do this? He got your powers. I was confused about that, too, why he was confined to that cave. Maybe that was his own deal. And he had to find the other... Ter- I don't know. Right, so he... Because we know Dracula wasn't confined to that cave. But he did say that, you know, like, you are going to free me. You know, like, I'll be mm-hmm. your salvation and you will be mine, is yes. what the, the Master Vampire told him. But yes. even still, like, there were thousands of bones in that cave. And I can't believe that that many people, thousands of people, went into that cave looking for something. You know, like he must same. have been leaving to hunt, right? Like I have, I feel the same way. <laughs> I had the same. Like they said, the floor was made of crushed bone, right. and I'm like, that's a lot of people seeking refuge from, you yes. know, from a storm or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yes. So that part confused me a little bit. Like I, I thought but, maybe it's just at nighttime. You know, he he went to the cave during the daytime, so maybe that's why he couldn't come out. But, but also, now that I'm thinking about it, he was in there for centuries, he said, right? Okay. So, so maybe over that much time, <laughs> That wanderers, many people just happened into I your- I still don't believe it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was a little confused on that part, but okay. I'm moving meanwhile, on. I'm, I'm just moving past it. I'm transcending the Castle situation. Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the monk tells him that they all had this dream, this vision of a creature laying siege to this holy place. And that's the part where I say, I don't know if it was um, him telling him how the master vampire was created or now I feel like it was that foreshadowing that what was going to happen. Yeah. And then they don't really... They don't give you all of the details, but he's not the king. He's just the prince. And uh, somehow the sultan rules over his land. So, yeah, you know, so he's got to pay tribute to this other person. So at first I'm thinking, okay, he is the king of this land, quote unquote. But -hmm. apparently when the guy busts in the door and he's got his tribute ready to pay for the sultan, I'm thinking it's more kind of like the Game of Thrones situation again. Yes. Where everyone has like a king of each part of the country, but they all kind of are, you know, beholden to the the golden throne there. Yes. Well, this, the throne of swords. Yes. Um. So, you know, like that part was confusing as well. So right off the bat, I'm a little bit confused at the beginning of this movie here and there. But uh, so I digress. Uh, they demand a thousand young boys to be put into the army of this sultan, um, the Turks, right? It was the, the Turk Turks. army. Thousand young boys. Yeah. And long story short, uh, he declines. <laughs> he does decline. And not only does he want a thousand boys to fight in his army, he wants Vlad's son to be raised oh, yes. in his home Yeah, by him. Just like Theon Greyjoy. Just like he, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
But also just like Vlad was raised as his this sultan's brother by his father. Yeah. Or maybe that's just how stuff really was back in the 1400s. <laughs> it could be. You never know. Yeah. So if you were put in this position that Vlad was to give up a thousand young men from your dominion, whatever, and including your own son, what would you have done? Would you have given in to this demand? I would rather die. <laughs> yes. And I would rather see those thousand boys die <laughs> than have to go into that army and fight and kill people. Wow. <laughs> Remind me not to could put you, you imagine, in charge. <laughs> could you imagine making somebody, imagine somebody forcing you to kill somebody else? That's still probably even a problem in modern modern armies, right? Yeah. 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 But I I think, you know, he was about to give into it if it wasn't for his wife. So his wife really had the cojones to stand up to this guy when, you know, Vlad, Vlad had reservations. I agree. Because he, he had his advisor telling him, you know, a good prince doesn't think about his own family. He does what's right for the people, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was really his yeah, wife that unleashed When he saw this. his wife's face, <laughs> yeah. When he turned around and saw her face, like, are you really going to let this happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be in the doghouse for years. And as a dad, you have to, how did you feel about this, knowing that that, you know? Well, that part kind of gave me what anxiety. What would you have done? Just, just yeah. the thought of having to make a decision gave me anxiety. Like, oh my God, you know, like, what, what's going to happen? Like, what do you choose? And, like, immediately I thought, like, that guy would have died there on the, the road when he demanded that my my daughter or son, you know, my child go with him. Yeah. Like, he would have been dead already. Yeah. And then I would have been thinking of a way to like, blame it on somebody else. To hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was so glad that son of a bleep, Hamza Bey. Mm-hmm. He was such a bleep, and then I was so glad he got his arm cut off, <laughs> and then he got impaled. Yes. Well, no, the last guy got impaled. After he, like, fought the rest of the, the little group there, mm -hmm. he impaled somebody for the first time since he left that Turkish army. Right. Yeah, this is why you don't taunt your, taunt your enemies, right? You know? <laughs> I was so glad he got it first. Yeah. He almost got away he with it. Such a, he was such an a-hole. Pushed him over the edge. One thing I wanted to mention here. You talked about, you know, this trying to be true to history. Mm -hmm. So we know Bram Stoker created Dracula, right? Mm -hmm. Separate from this movie, on Amazon Prime, I found this uh, this series called Lore. Have you ever heard of it? Um, I've heard of it. I have not watched. So I binge watched it a few weeks ago, and I remember them saying one of the stories was about the first vampire, which was actually a woman. Oh. And in Bram Stoker's notes, they found notes about this story that they had on lore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's two things I've learned tonight. Yeah. How about that? So here's another thing I don't remember. Do you remember the three of them scaling a cliff to get into the cave the first time? Yes. Oh, you do? I don't remember that. Okay. Really? Because the the thought I had while they were doing this was that they almost 
I completely ripped off 300. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't? Okay, so- No, it, King, but I guess they're scaling cliffs. King Leonidas, <laughs> you know, was like doing this free solo climbing up to this this cave just as he did. And some of the, you know, I the, the visualization of it was like one for one. I, I was like, ooh, this might be a little bit close to plagiarism for that scene, which is very iconic in the movie 300. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't remember when him and the other two guys, Nikolai and Andre, mm -hmm. went into the cave the first time. I don't remember them scaling a cliff to get there. I just remember Vlad doing it the second time. Yeah, they kind of just showed it like as a quick scramble up, you know, some yeah, rocks the first time. But then the second time they made it like, oh, he really just like beast moded up the side of this. Yeah, he did. <laughs> rock face. <laughs> Yeah. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, they made it seem like a lot harder. Maybe he took the much faster route the next time because he needed those special powers that he got from yes. the master vampire. So <laughs> So he says he drinks he drinks the blood. He'd make you know, he tells him this is what this is what you're gonna do. I'll give you a little taste of it. Drink this. <laughs> and he goes, Now what? And I love this. He goes, Now you die. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> fine print something that should have been brought to my attention earlier <laughs> right you could have mentioned that god yeah then he wakes up then he wakes up in the water and he starts noticing his power so he notices his healing power first he cut his hand and he saw that he's like that's useful yeah. then he he starts seeing he uh finds his his hearing and his thermal vision um yeah and then he but again the 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 guy did say domain over the night sky, but I have a problem with this one. If a vampire can just go like this and move clouds in front of the sun, why haven't they been doing that for generations? <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought about that too when he's dancing around the sunlight, you know, when they're all in the monastery and he's trying to get to yes. the uh, the blacksmith shop there. And I'm like, if you could have done that, you know, like move the clouds earlier, why didn't you do it during the day and just move along freely? Right. And, you know, the, the other thing that bothered me with this is kind of like closer to the end is he only had three days to mm -hmm. kind of resist these powers so that he could turn back to human. Yes. And I feel like he really squandered those three days when they're just all hiking up to this other cat. They're leaving one castle to go to another castle. I was like, once you had these powers and you could defeat a thousand soldiers by yourself, why didn't mm -hmm. you bring the fight directly to that sultan? Why didn't you end it there? Like when you still. That's a good question. Like you waited till the last night of the last day, you know, like sun's rising. Like, man. Yep. If you knew you were pressed for time, turn into a whole <laughs> <laughs> swarm of bats and right? go take care of the situation. You missed your wife by this much. This much. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fist of rage. Fist of um, rage. Can we... I'm going to wait until you swallow that. <laughs> can we talk about the weird gypsy guy? <laughs> Which weird what gypsy guy? Yes. The one who... You know. Yeah, the one that wanted they, to be his... It, what is it called? A familial, right? When I get, yeah, because he kept saying, I want to serve you, master. 
And he tried. He, he cut him. He cut his hand on the knife and tried to make him drink his blood. He wanted to be like the first one that right. turned him. You know. Yeah. But where'd this guy come from? I so I. I was going to ask you, because again, I was going to rely on you for all the the folklore behind this, right? But I feel like, you know, I I turned to my wife and I asked her too, like, is this like in the legend of Dracula? Was there like an Igor version to Dracula? That's what I was going to say. That I didn't know? I'm like, maybe he's an Igor? Yeah, I was like, (laughs) for a hot second, I I was thinking, was Igor with Dracula or was that with Frankenstein? But it was with Frankenstein. It was with Frankenstein, but now that you're saying it. Now we'd have to look up to see if Dracula had a a little buddy, a familial, right? That I think yeah. that's the name of it. But like, so after a while, I'm watching the scenes, and I almost kind of thought that the the director was hinting to you that this was the master vampire taking over the mind of somebody to try and force his hand to give into this game that he's proposed. Oh. Because mm-hmm. when he uh, shows him the cup of blood that he you know drew from his hand. You hear the vampire um, in the background saying, release me. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like vampires supposedly have this mind control power. Yeah. So this is the way. Maybe that's how he got all those people to the cave after all. <laughs> maybe. You know, he took over their minds and said, hey, come for a hike. <laughs> that You know what? That's maybe. not a that. So that could be like. But that was the only way it made sense in my mind that this guy just happened to find him, happened to know exactly what he was and what he wanted, that he wanted the blood, right? Like he knew too much too quickly for it to be just some guy wandering around the woods. So I was like, it has to be a mind control thing with the master vampire. But that was just my you theory. You know what? That, yeah, but it makes sense because he he also happens to be the one who collects him at the end yes <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah and revise so before i get to that my only other thing that i that i struggled with was i kind of struggled with it but then as i wrote it out i'm like well yeah that kind of makes sense so how come he could resist whenever he wanted like not killing his own son when all those other people he turned were just rabid dogs but then again, the master vampire said, a man of your strength, I've waited for you for centuries. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why, like, he would be able to resist that. Right. Well, uh, I thought the same thing, too. Like, well, that was really harsh really quick when he turned all the other people and they wanted to take over his son. Yeah. Because th- these people also had a connection with that child, his son. Yeah. Uh, at some level. So, but they were just beasts at that point. But they were beasts. Where he wasn't. So, like, it bothered me at first, too. And I was thinking back to the cave scene again. But Dracula had forewarning. Like, if you drink this blood, here's what will happen. You can come back to being human if you resist. And none of those other vampires, I think, were given that, like, ultimatum. That's true. So, they gave in just, like, super quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? That makes more sense to me. Like he, he was given this trial where they were just converted to vampires. Yeah. So he, he that had a reason sense. to try and resist at first because he wanted to return to his family, whereas the others, I, I think, just you know, they they got a taste of crack and went straight to heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that also answers my other question: How come the cross doesn't affect him the way it affects the other people? That makes sense. 
Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know? yeah, because I guess he wasn't a full blown vampire yet because he hasn't had yeah. drank blood. He hadn't fed. He hasn't fed. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like so, he only got a taste of the power. He said until he broke the curse yes. and freed the other vampire, and then I guess he got all the powers. Yes. Which that makes sense now. But wait a minute. But let's backtrack. He bit the other vampire. He bit the other vampires after he drank his wife's blood. So he was full-fledged vampire at that point, and he still saved his own son. He bit the dying people and had not bit them, but he Let had them drink, drink his yeah. blood. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you well, know, maybe what? he had to be a full vampire before he could turn anybody else. Maybe that's true. That makes sense. I did think it was interesting that they they kept true to most of that lore stuff, like the mm-hmm. the cross. You know, they were all mm-hmm. afraid of the cross. They were all afraid of this silver. Um, the silver, yes. I think the only thing that they didn't talk about was garlic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they did not talk about garlic. And it, so when we get closer to the end and mm-hmm. Dracula and the Sultan are now fighting, you know, like the final yes. battle, the show off. And they're in that room full of silver because he thinks yes. that's going to weaken him enough. I guess just being around silver made him lose some of his powers and made him more like vulnerable to yep, it weakens him. Yep, weakened him enough where the Sultan could fight him almost one on one. Right? There was one yep. thing that I didn't understand. I guess there was a lot of things that I didn't understand about this movie as we talk through it. Um, yes, the Sultan goes to stab him in the heart with a wooden stake, and and Dracula was wearing the the leather armor, or whatever. Yes, and they show a yes. close up, an insert shot of the the stake, and his armor is like disintegrating ahead of the stake yep. in like anticipation of being stabbed. I did not understand what was going on there. I know exactly that part you're talking about and I did not understand it either. I'm like, isn't that supposed to protect him? Right. And and what magic is was, making this leather like yeah. disintegrate before it? Obviously, the it only be thing Dracula's. I could think of. No. I, well, the only thing I was thinking of was the fact that a stake to the heart is the only one of the only things that could kill a vampire. Yep. So maybe the the fact that it's wood and he's a vampire was I don't know. But how does that affect know. the armor that <laughs> the non living armor and like how did it know? And it's not like the I think that's hadn't. a plot hole. Yeah. All right. Plot hole. Okay. Someone's going to have to explain that part to me because that really bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) A wooden stake doesn't magically disintegrate armor in front of it. Correct. So, but other than that. So then the weird guy again. So, so he parts the clouds Mm -hmm. to kill all the other vampires so his son can live. And himself, he parts the clouds and he starts to disintegrate. Mm -hmm. But... The weird pirate guy yes. finds him, whether he's under mind control. And and your theory about the master vampire's mind control could still hold true here. Mm-hmm. Because remember, part of the deal was I'm going to call on you one day. Yes. For my vengeance. So he needed him alive. So for uh, whatever reason, yeah. this guy, this familiar, mm-hmm. brings him to his little shanty. And feeds him some blood, and you see him awaken. And then we find Vlad 
and Marina in modern day. Mm-hmm. Finding each other again. Yeah. And and doing that um that poem thing. Like he says that thing to her and she's like, Oh, that's my favorite poem. Did they say that earlier so in the you... movie? Did I miss it? Oh yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, they did. Cause... And then you see what's his name again? The Master Vampire, and he's like, Let the games begin. So I feel like there's huge Charles sequel Dance. possibility here. Charles Dance. Yes. Yeah. And I it had been so long since we saw Charles Dance, the Master Vampire. I've kind of forgotten about him towards the end. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, once you finally see him and you know who it is because he looks human now. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, he's still alive. Like, I thought yes. he got released or whatnot. But then, yeah, I really had to replay it in my head. He's like, oh, no, wait, he had vengeance. He was going to call upon him. Like, it- he wanted to get the person who confined him to that cave in the first place that betrayed him. Right. And, I, like, I kind of wish you knew. Well, that would be a great sequel, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. They w- we would finally know who the heck it was that betrayed him. He did allude to it being, you know, evil or devil or whatever. But right. Yeah. I, I'm almost... I would almost be disappointed if we didn't have a sequel because of all of these things that were like, well, well what's going to happen now? Wow. Yeah. So, when he first comes out of the cafe and goes, and let the dance begin... I was like, "Wait, mm. are you are you mad at him? Like, what did what did Dracula <laughs> do?" And like, it, it took the second showing because the two bookends of this movie were so far apart that I had forgotten he had mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have to ask uh, Gary Shore here to uh, step it up and you know write the sequel. Yes. Because right? I think that would be a rather uh, you know first sequels as sequels go that would be a good one. It sure would because we have. The Master Vampire's Master Plan. Mm-hmm. What happens to Vlad after, you know, he finds his wife again? I mean, Was that really son... his wife? Was it, well, was it, it w- supposed yeah. to be a reincarnation? Is that what the poem yes, hints to? Yes, a reincarnation, to? yes, of his wife. Yep. Okay. Cause I thought that was a little weird. Like, okay, man, he looks like your wife, but like, it doesn't mean that she is. But I guess in this case, it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the, that was the same girl. Yeah. Yeah. And they they don't give you the full storyline to the boy once he becomes king. Right. Do they? He doesn't. Oh, that's what I was going to say. And then then there's the boy. But at this point, that would have been that would have been centuries ago. Yeah. But, you know, like they, his life, they still could have filled you in, even like with a Chiron at the end, just to like, mm-hmm. oh, the boy led in peace and harmony for 30 years before he died. Of, right. You know, what dysentery. Cholera. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You> know, something. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have liked to have known, you know, or the boy became, you know, as evil as his dad and became the second impaler. You know, like I, I just wanted to know the full backstory, because if you. If you see Vlad in the present day future, like, okay, obviously the sun's not there unless he turned the sun. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Well, was he walking around in the sunshine at the right, end? Right. We wouldn't know because the director didn't tell us. Yeah, but it was middle of the day. Oh. Wasn't it? Did they? Wasn't he on the street in like New York City in the middle of the day? Uh, it was. Maybe it was dusk. Um, it, it it was a day-ish scene, right? Maybe they pulled a. Maybe it uh, was dusk. Maybe they pulled a Wesley Snipes and they used a uh, sunblock. 
Isn't that what they Maybe did? Maybe he was in the shadow of a building. That's what they did for Blade, wasn't it? They just had SPF <laughs> like 1,000 and they could go out in the I day. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, God, that was a long time ago, Blade. So I, I will say this. For this not being a horror movie, right? Right. One of my more favorite renditions of the Dracula story. Agreed. I have to say my favorite rendition of the Dracula story. Because... I fell in love with this movie. Really? Wow. Even with the plot holes. N- yeah. Not with the movie itself, but with, with this storyline. With this take on Dracula. Yeah, because they finally gave you the Dracula that everyone just knows as Dracula. And without having to make it be like, oh, this is how he got his powers. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, a virus or it wasn't like Lycan's, you know, war with the vampires or whatnot. It just truly mm-hmm. was the legend itself. He was a hero. Well, well, yeah. Well, not maybe not at first. <laughs> a, a hero to some. But a hero to second, one person. A hero to some. Yes. <laughs> a hero to one boy that he saved while damning all of his own citizens and destroying the whole Turkish army. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but the underlying motivation was. Noble. Yes. Yeah. The execution went poor. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He made a bad decision. Yeah. I do like that they presented it as a challenge to him, too. Yeah. Like, you'll get these powers and you can c- return to human if you can resist for three days. And that was the first time mm-hmm. I've heard that part of the lore. And that was the Me interesting too. twist. Not that it was like a virus that caused it or whatnot. So, yeah, this was a unique take on the whole plot so i did appreciate it um as much as it confused me in all those parts that we point out yep (laughs) as you talk through it but yeah yeah it wasn't bad sometimes that sometimes that's it you just have to talk through it and you're like oh wait a minute okay yeah now i get that or that totally doesn't make sense right (laughs) well see here you go now you can start writing the script for the sequel and you can submit it to to Mr. Shore himself. To Gary. Yeah, Gary. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Mr. Shore. Mr. Shore. I forgot his first name. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> That's all right. You say Mr. Shore and I think of Paul. Oh, man. That's a Shore I'll never forget. So, I mean, you kind of already out with it. You you loved this movie. I did. I loved the... the that, again, it, whether it could have been cast better or... Written better or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, sure. Maybe three out of five mugs. But skulls full of blood. Three out of five skulls, skulls full, of, full blood. of blood. Yes. <laughs> That's how much blood you I, drink uh, for this movie. But it is my favorite take on Dracula's. I, it, like they say, it's his origin story. And before, we always got, I'm Dracula. Here's what I'm doing now. This is like how he became Dracula. Yeah, they always catch up to him in modern day. Yes. Yep. You know, we could even get a prequel out of this movie of Vlad the Impaler before he was even Dracula. This is true. Mm-hmm. I would give it about uh, a two and a half just because of all yeah. the plot holes and, you know, like it was it was fun and it was my favorite version of Dracula, but it still mm-hmm. wasn't a horror movie, yet it wasn't like a war movie. It wasn't a historical movie. I don't know where this really came down. Like, it was a genre. They're little of, pieces of yeah. each. Yeah. Yeah. It was an amalgam of all these different genres, which I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't my favorite for any one of those. But no. good on its own. So Agree. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. It was a lucky find. I'm, I'm glad to have watched it. Agree. Well, everybody, that was Dracula Untold, or at least our thoughts and opinions on it. We would love to hear from you and tell us what we got wrong, what you agree with, or what we might have missed. You can reach out to us on Instagram, at Movies Underground. And next week, we're going to be watching Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. So give it a look, and then meet us back here next week to hear our thoughts on that. On behalf of Lori and myself, thanks very much for listening. It's awesome.